0: So far, we have seen the introductory passages in the Bhagavad Gita. Now, let's take a look at the first sloka, the first adhyaya in Arjuna Vishada Yoga. This is Dhrirastra Sanjaya Sanvada, and this is the first and the only place where dhritarashtra says something in the entire Gita. The sloka goes like this. Dharmakshetre Kurukshetre, Samaveta Yuyutsavah, Mamaka Pandavaschaiva, kimakurvata Sanjaya. On the holy field of the Kurukshetra, gathered together eager for battle, what did my sons and the sons of Pandu do? O Sanjaya! Is the English translation. At the outset, the question looks very innocent. But Sanjaya knowing Dhritarashtra well, understood the intent behind the question. He was actually asking whether his sons were winning. In Tatparya Chandrika, Swami Vedanta Deshikan raises a point. How come the above sloka does not explicitly call out this intent? Well, for that, we need to take a look at the rules of interpretation. There are two types of interpretation called as padam that is, atmane padam and paraspare padam. A person, for example, cooking for others is called paraspara, and when he cooks for himself, he is called atmane. So, paraspara is parartatha, atmane is swartatha. In the above sloka, In three places, we can find this Atmanepradam from Dhritarashtra's words. Kim Akurvata is Atmanepradam, which reflects Svartatha. Mamaka Pandavaschaiva, in this statement, he separates his sons and sons of Pandu. Though they are his own brother's sons, he could have said, my brother's sons. Again it shows Svartatha. Yuyutsava, he already mentioned Kurukshetra, the battlefield. Then what is the point of Yuyutsava? When people have proceeded to battlefield to fight, what is the purpose of this question? Again, it reflects Swartha. He wants to know whether his interest is being served. Dharmakshetre Kurukshetre the greatness of Kurukshetra. Kurukshetra is Kuru's forefather's place. A person who gives up life in this sacred place attains moksha. Just to remind, we already know that there are eight places which are called as the moksha or kshetra, which are different. That is Ayodhya, Mathura, Maya, Kashi, Kanchi, Avantika, Dwaraka. Dhrithrashtra used Dharmakshetra. Why did he use this word Dharmakshetra? That is the place of dharma. Could he have meant that since his sons were bad, did they change their mind upon going there and granted the five villages to Pandavas as requested? No, Sanjaya knowing Dhritharashtra realized that this was not the intention. The real intention behind using the word is Yudhishthira is Dharmaputra and having gone to Dharmakshetra did he get realization on the futility of war which leads to destruction? Did he run away forsaking all for Dhritarashtra's sons? So the intent was not that Duryodhana The evil turned good, but Yudhishthira, the good became better. Mamaka Pandavas Chaiva, Cha Eva Chaiva, means all the rulers and kings joined either one of the camp, that is, Pandavas or Kauravas. There was no third party. In a sense of alliteration, our body is likened to Kurukshetras idam shariram kaunteya. This shariram is our Kurukshetra, where Atma, which is Dharma, got stuck in this shariram and is struggling. The Jivatma has both evil and good. The Ahamkaram and Mamakaram are the Kauravas and Jnana and Daya are the Pandavas. So, who will win this war? in the sharira. So mamakaha is ahamkaram and mamakaram and pandava is sattva guna. How do we separate the evil guna? One of the acharyas in one of the explanatory notes says, when a tree is wrapped by unwanted creepers, we can cure by keeping a medicine which will separate the creepers from the tree. Similarly, the medicine for us to separate the evil from the good is Vairagyam. Vairagya. Vairagya actually does away with Ahankara and Mamakara. Mamakara is is the embodiment of jnana, agyana and is covered with Rajogun and Tamogun. Of the three Gunas, always, Rajas and Tamas are more in strength than Sattva. But satva guna when it gets Bhagavan, or Acharya makes it greater than the other two and helps redeem. Similarly here, Kauravas, wherewith eleven his represent Tavjo, Raj, Rajo and Tamoguna and are greater in numbers compared to seven Akshavanihis of Pandavas. But Pandavas had Krishna. Hence in sum, the question from Dhritarashtra was laden with Svartatha. The subsequent slokas, Sloka 2 is about Sanjaya saying about what Duryodhana said. And sloka 3 to 11 are Duryodhana's words. We will see about it more in the next podcast. Thank you. Jaya Krishna In sloka 1 we saw Hritharashtra raised a question with Sanjaya. Please note that Sanjaya was in the battlefield for the first 10 days. And he came to Dhritarashtra only after Bhishma pitamah had fallen. So, here in this sloka, Sanjaya responds to Dhritarashtra. The sloka goes like this. Dhritvātu pāṇḍavānīkam vyudham āchāryam rāja vachanama Bravita. Meaning, on observing the Pandava army in military formation, King Duryodhana, emphasis on king, approached his teacher or Acharya, Dronacharya, and said the following words. Sloka 3 to 11 are the words that Duryodhana spoke. We will come to that later. So, the purport of this particular shloka, Sanjaya conveys the fears of Duryodhana on seeing the army. He became afraid on seeing the army. He saw the Pandava Sanyam and became afraid. And even as a king who is supposed to motivate his soldiers, he was afraid. that really reflects the state of mind. What motivation could he give to his soldiers? And as we see in Slokas 3 to 11, we will see more of these fear symptoms and display how he is already on the back foot. At the outset, we saw that the entire treatise was revealed for the sake of Arjuna, the treatise meaning Gita. Arjuna who is a valorous person, who has conquered all his senses, and a great human being, was overtaken by misplaced love and compassion, and got confused between dharma and adharma, and so took refuge in Sri Krishna. One of the acharyas say, "Asthana sneha karunya, dharma dharma dhyakulam." That means a confusion between what is dharma and what is a dharma. Arjuna was overwhelmed by compassion for those that did not merit it. Astana Karunyam. He got confused about his dharma. And then finally taken over by sorrow. He beseechingly looks at Krishna for guidance. Shlokas 3-11 to depicts... The fear in the mind of Duryodhana, though he speaks out loudly as if not in fear, his words give him away. It draws a parallel to the fear of Maricha. When Ravana approached Maricha with the idea of him taking the form of a golden deer and approach and drag Rama away from Sita, Maricha started trembling in fear and recounts of his earlier encounter in one, where he barely escaped. He says, the very word Ra instills fear. Ravana was bemused and says, my name also starts with Ra, to which Maricha says, the Rakaram in your name is not of essence, but the Rakaram in the word Rama is of essence. One more small insight, Normally, if there is a specific question, the answer need not be specific. It could be very general. I am talking in context with the spirit, spirit uh, scriptures here. But if the question is general, the answer is specific. Let us take this instance in Vishnu Sahasranama. Yudhishthira asks of Bhishmacharya, Kimekam va tamloke, kimva Pekam Parayanam kam Prapna Yuruvanava shubham This is also called as a shat Prashni. Yudhishthira's question was What is the sole divinity in the world? In other words, what is that one supreme goal? By praising whom, by worshipping whom can men obtain the good? Bhishmacharya replies with a specific point saying that the person is none other than Sridhar Narayana and goes on to explain in 108 Vishnu Sahasranama Slokas. Similarly, in Bhagavad Gita, Dhritarashtra raises the question, but his question is a specific question. Dharma Kshetri, Kuru and then in this particular question, he specifically specifically wants to know the condition of his sons versus Pandu's sons. Sanjaya does not respond with a specific answer. Sanjaya is thinking, how more foolish could Thirishtra get? I come and tell him that Bhishma has fallen, yet Thirishtra believes he could win over Pandavas. But finally, Sanjaya actually says that where Krishna is with Arjuna, that's where the victory would be. We will see that as we proceed in late chapters. Jai Shri Krishna! Pashayitam Aacharya Mahatim Chamum So close, Shloka 3, earlier we had seen 1st Shloka where Thitrashtra asked Sanjaya about the events happening in the battlefield. In 2nd Shloka, Sanjaya starts to narrate what was happening and then proceeded to say, that Duryodhana approached his approach Acharya. Shloka's 3 to 11 are words spoken by Duryodhana, which displays signs of fear and anxiety, and also pointing to the shortcomings within his own army. So, in Shloka 3, he starts with a Kriyapadam, pashyaitam that is, Behold this. Behold this mighty army on the Pandavas side. O Dronacharya. Actually, he says, Panduputrana Acharya. That is Acharya for the Pandavas. So, he is taunting his own Acharya. And displaying his fear. And then he goes to say, Drupada That is, about Drishta Why should he bring in Drupada here? Again, pointing out that, Dhrupada Putra was born to kill Ronacharya and yet Runacharya had imparted lessons to the same as his disciple. So he says, see, this mighty army where your favorite pandavas are there, where the person who had taken vows to kill you, Drishta was your disciple and is on the other side. And This is what I have as my leader of the army and that is where I have put you as the leader of my army, that is my current disposition. So clearly Duryodhana is expressing his fear that a person whose thoughts are with Pandavas, who has for Shishya a person about to kill himself and laments that such a person is leading the army on his side. Atrashura Meheshvasa Vimarjuna Samajudhi Yujudhano Viratascha Trupadascha Maharataha Drishtaketushcha Kitanaha Kashirajascha Viryavan Purujitkunti Bojascha Shaibyascha Narapungava Uttamaujāścā viryavān, saubhadro draupade yāścā, sarva eva mahārathā. Slokas 4 to 6. Duryodhana calls out the list of warriors on Pandava's side. And in later slokas, he calls out the warriors on his side. While doing so, he calls out 19 Maharathis on Pandava's side, but while calling out on his side, he could name no more than six, because whosoever he sees on the other side is either famous or on his own side he has no one to count, again displaying a sign of fear then he lists the 19 maharathis a maharathi is one who can fight 11000 bowmen a person who can fight less than 11000 is called as adhirathi and a person who can fight 1 is to 1 is ardharathi and there you have arjuna and bhima who are equal to 10 maharathi even without a chariot, the other maharathis being, Yuyudhana, King of Virata, Drupada, Drishtaketu, Chekitana, Kashi Raja, Purujit, Kuntibhoja, Sibiraja, Narapungava or Uttamavjas, Yudhamanyu, Abhimanyu and 5 Draupadi Putra. Shloka 7 Asma kuntu visheshtaye, Tarnibhuddhat vijotame, Nayakama masain yesye, Sanyatantan bravimite. In this shloka, Duryodhana calls upon his Acharya and wants to refresh his memory with the warriors on the Kaurava side which will help Dronacharya to marshal the resources to face the Pandavas. But why did he refer to Dronacharya as Dijotama, meaning a Brahmana? It is a taunt saying that as a Brahmin, as a Brahmana he should have been in ashrama, but he changed his ashrama and wanted to fight and being obstinate about it and he also reflects on his own helplessness where such a person he has kept to lead the army. Again he used the word asma Kamtu. again a reflection on his own warriors, when he is going to name them, what he means to say is, these are great warriors only amongst themselves and are not comparable to the warriors on Pandava side. So he was saying they are Nayaka, Mama, sainyasya Sanjaya pauses here for a moment and looks at Dhritarashtra because of the usage of the word Mama. He was reminded of the words used by Dhritarashtra originally when he said mamakaha, pandavas, chaiva, to separate his sons from pandavas. This is a reflection of Ahankara and mamakara. Ahamkara and Mahamkara are quite a great obstacle in the path of seeking emancipation. A person who can conquer that actually wins. A person who cannot conquer that loses. Mandodari says about Ravana that he was not killed by rama but by his own indriya his own arrogance around the evil deed killed him his ahamkara and mamakara killed him artha panchaka what is this artha panchaka artha panchaka is nothing but it's from a harita samhita treatise it's a panthar, Pancharatra treatise which says prapyasyo brahmano rupam Prāpte, virodica, vedaha, seti husa, seti this outlines the five principles that is the nature of Brahman to be obtained, to be attained by all Atmas, the nature of the individual self or the Jivatma. That which aspires to attain the means of accomplishing the goal, the nature of the goal and the Virodhisvarupa that is obstacles in the way of accomplishing. So, this is a very beautifully underlined statement. If a person knows these five elements, he will know the true self. Even in the Gita, Sri Krishna outlines the first Shadgam on knowing about our own self before proceeding to know the Supreme Self. Moving on to the next sloka, sloka number 8. Bhavan Bhishmascha Karnascha Kripascha Ashvatama saumaddhattistha Here Duryodhana calls out the names of warriors on the Kaurava side. Bhishma, Karuna, Kripa, Vikarna and Bhurishrava, who are ever victorious in battle. He addresses Dhrunacharya now with much more respect sort of doing a Sishiro Pacharam. He realizes he has taunted and provoked enough and now he wants to pacify his Acharya and names the seven of them. But all these seven have some defects. Throna has got a soft corner for Arjuna. Bhishma resolved that he will kill all but spare the five Pandavas. Karna He was under the curse of Parashurama, hanging over him. Kripa, afraid of the Pandavas. Ashwatthama, Drona, took a vow from him that he would not exceed Arjuna. Vikarana, who is one among the hundred Kauravas, always spoke for Pandavas, perhaps the only good Atma in the entire Kauravas. And Saumadatta, He had a Shiva's curse hanging over him that he could not win any battle. So that is the position of Duryodhana where we always find in our lives, if we are not in the right path, we are up against all odds and we also realize under our subconsciousness. But all it takes is to move towards dharma, to rectify that. But Duryodhana's position is far from it. Moving on to Shloka 9. Anye shura tyakta nana shastra sarve yuddha Here Duryodhana calls out other heroic warriors. And he says that they are prepared to lay down their lives for his sake. They are skilled in the art of warfare and are equipped with very powerful weapons. Some interesting outlook in this sloka. First let's see while describing Duryodhana says Bahabaha, Shuraha, Nayaka, visishta but does not say Maharathi, which he did while describing the Pandava. Please note that he also had a higher number of akshauhinis. Again he says, madarte tyakta jivita. That means, one good thing in his sainyam or his army or in his warriors is that they will give up their lives for his sake. But if you look, there is a slight slip of a tongue from his words. Instead of saying that they are ready to give up lives, they say that he would give up life. in another Again he says, Madharte tyakta jivita. That is, his warriors, his sainyam they will give up their lives for his sake. This is a slip of the tongue. Instead of saying they are ready to give up their lives, he says they will give up their lives. Which means he has already accepted that they will give up and it is a lost cause. We have seen similar slip of tongues in Rama as well. When Ravana wanted to ask for the boon, He omits Naram and Vanaram, that is protection from man and from monkeys. And Kumbhakarna, instead of asking for Nirdevatpam, he mistakenly mentions Nidra and we know what happened. Jai Shri Krishna So far we have seen till Sloka 9 where Duryodhana is calling out and in doing so reflecting his fear. Sloka 10 further continues his tirade and reflection of more fear. Sloka 10 goes like this. Aparyaptam bi rakshitam." Paryatam Tvidam Balam Bhima Bhirakshitam. can immediately see that he has spoken of Bhishma and in comparison he has taken up Bhima's name from Pandava's army. I think it's a very peculiar combination. You should be always comparing like to like. If at all you wanted to compare Bhishma, who is a Maharathi and leader of the Sainyam, he should have picked somebody of equal status from the Pandava army. We will go into the reason why. Again, that's a reflection of the fear. So, in this Loka the purport is, The strength of our army, though great in numbers, are inadequate whereas and inadequate though it is being led by and marshaled by Grand Sire Bhishma whereas the strength of the Pandava army though the numbers are low are quite adequate to win over us and this is being carefully marshaled by Bhim. So what is why, why is it comparing Bhishma versus Bhima because Bhishma had vowed that he will kill all but spare the five Pandavas and Bhima had vowed that he may spare all others but he would definitely never spare Duryodhana or Dusashana. This is a reflection of the inner fear of Duryodhana. If like for like comparison were to be made with Bhishma, he could have taken the name of trishtadunya The Stenapati, or Yudhishthira, the eldest, or even Arjuna, the best warrior, Bhishma, was all three in one. However, here the equivalence he sought to portray was the Pratigya or the vows that both of them have taken. One point to note, the Paryaptam word here refers to inadequacy, and it is not Unlimited or limited? It is aparyapta means and inadequacy. So what Duryodhana is saying, though great in numbers, we are still inadequate to defeat Pandava army with so many Maharathis. Whereas Pandava, though small in numbers, smaller in number, are adequate to win over the Pandavas, win over the Kauravas. Moving over to Sloka 11. Ayane Shuchasar Veshu. Bhavantu sarva evahi. So therefore I call upon all the generals of the Kaurava army and now to give full support to Grand Sahya Bhishma even as you defend your respective strategic points. Another straight reflection of fear, Sarva Evahi, Bhishma eva abhirakshantu. All of you surround Bhishma and protect the only Maharati we have from whichever you, view hum, you are in. The fear is Bhishma eva. Not protect Bhishma, but only Bhishma. Sloka 12 Tasya Sanjayanyarsham Guru Vritham Pitamah Prathapavan. Bhishma was aware that Duryodhana had no chance of victory as the Supreme Lord Sri Krishna on the opposite side. However, he understood his grand-nephew's anxiety and to cheer him up, he blew his conch very loudly. In those days, the blowing of conch shell in the battlefield was a signal to start the war. This also conveyed to Duryodhana that Bhishma was ready to lead the Kaurava army and he would fight dutifully and spare no pain. Bhishma had actually claimed earlier just one arrow of His can vanquish all. Duryodhana asks him, So what happened to your statement? To which Bhishma says, The only difference being Krishna is protecting them. That yes. is, the Pandavas are under the protection of Krishna. Shloka 13 Tathas sankashca so, thereafter, everybody started playing their own instruments, whether it be conches or kettle drums, bugles, trumpets, and horns. So, suddenly, from everywhere, it blared forth, and their combined sound was very overwhelming. Thank you. In the subsequent look of 14, we will see more about the Pandava side as they accept the battle call and start to blow the air conscious, including the Panchajanya by Sri Krishna. Then you speak, please stay on. Jai Shri Krishna, so far we had seen to gladden the heart of Duryodhana. Grand sire Bhishma, the powerful and eldest of the crews, thundered forth a lion's roar and blew his conch. Then all of a sudden, kettledrums, trumpets, bugles, drums, and horns bled forth. That sound was quite tumultuous. The Pandavas, without getting restless, for waiting for your turn shloka 14 tatashvetair hayair yukte mahati syandane stitau madavapandavashchaiva divyoushankau pradatmatu paanchajanyam rishikesho devadattam dananjayah paundram datmo mahashankham Bhima-karma-vrikodara Sloka 14 and 15 Then seated in this great chariot to which the white horses were yoked Madhava that is Sri Krishna and Pandava here indicating Arjuna blew their celestial conches. The uproar of the Kaurama army had started to wane. Then, from the Pandava side, Krishna and Arjuna blew their conch shells. Interestingly, Sanjaya addressed Lord Krishna here as Madhava. It is a combination of two words, Ma and Dhava. Ma here refers to Goddess Lakshmi, the goddess of prosperity. Sanjaya seems to have nudged Dhritarashtra saying that Madhava, that is the Goddess Lakshmi, was with the Pandavas. And by her grace, they would be triumphant in this war and reclaim their kingdom soon. So here the reference to Pandava is to Arjuna. His magnificent chariot was a gift from Agni, the celestial god of fire. Arjuna likes white colour, hence he has white clothes, white horse, white gandiva. Arjuna's chariot was given by Agni Bhagavan and called as Mahati. Here Arjuna and Krishna is used in Vivachana Prayoga. Meaning, it reflects the saulabhya of Krishna, to be equated with Arjuna. This is also called as the Samapradhanyam. So we can see in three parts here, Samapradhanyam can come in three ways. In Omkara, where Akara is Vishnu and Makara is Jivatma. In Rasa Mandala, we would have heard this song where Krishna and Gopika are in Rasa Mandala dance form. Angana, Mangana, Mantare, Madhavu, Madhavam, Madhavam, Chantare, Nangana. So, in this dance form, there will be one Krishna and one Gopika, and then one Krishna and one Gopika, and all in a circle form. So, it signifies that Krishna is ashrita vatsalya vivashaha. That means he is under a vivash to his bhaktas who have taken refuge under him and he accepts them and accepts them in their full form. He is also ever eager to be in our company and at equal level. So far, we had seen the Samapradanyam in Umkaram, in Rasa Mantala, and then we find in Kurukshetra in the same chariot Arjuna and Krishna. It also mentions Divya shankhau, Divya Maha Here it refers to the Panchajanya of Lord Krishna. Moving on to Sloka 15 to 18, 15 we have already seen, 16 to 18, it follows who else blew their conscious and interestingly the Pandava side, the warriors had their conscious and had given name to them. So we find that in Sloka 15, Krishna blew Panchajanya, Arjuna blew what is called as Devadatta, and then followed by Bhima, Viktrodhara, blew his conch Poundram. Then King Yudhishthira, son of Kunti, blew his conch, called as Anantavijaya. Nakul and Sahadev blew their respective conches, Sughosha and Manipushpaka. Then following this, the others in the Pandava side, the king of Kashi, Shikhandi, Rittadyumna, Virata, Satyaki, Drupada, sons of Traupadi and sons of Subhadra blew their respective conches. Now we move on to the next Loka where we will see the first statement being made. Amidst this tumult, great tumult, we can see it is rendering into the hearts of Dhritarashtra sons a sense of fear. Hold on to the next sloka, Tanyosmi. I shall just read out sloka 16 and 17 before we move on. Ananta Vijayam Raja, Kunti Putro hai. नकुलसह देवश्च, सुघोषमनि पुष्पकव। काश्यश्च परमेश्वासह, शिखंडीच महारतह, द्रिष्टत्युम्नो विराटश्च, साथ्यकीश्च पराजितह। दुरुपदो द्रौपदे याश्च, सर्वशह प्रति सौभद्रश्च महा� Shankan, that move, pretok, pretake.